Hey, Culture and Conversations family. I'm your host, Jamison Smallwood, and this is an episode of Small Bites, a bonus show on the Culture and Conversations podcast. In this episode of Small Bites, I'm not going to be reviewing restaurants, but as promised, I'm going to help you guys survive Valentine's Day. Yep, you waited to the last minute, and now you're in a pickle. But don't worry, the Culture and Conversations podcast is here for you. Up next on Small Bites. Hey, Culture and Conversations family, I am Jamison Smallwood, and yes, this is an episode of Small Bites, a bonus show on the Culture and Conversations podcast. So you have waited to the last minute, the day before Valentine's Day, and now you're trying to figure out what can you do to save your Valentine's Day celebrations with your significant other, with your spouse, with your wife, with your boo thing, with your girlfriend, with your situationship. Well, don't worry. I am here for you. Uh, One of the things I'm going to tell you that makes Valentine's Day or any other holiday, birthday really successful is you must use some effort. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to work hard, but you just have to show that you were thoughtful and that you were well-intentioned. And usually the gifts and the gestures land well on those major holidays. So my solutions for you that I'm going to present, I've got three types of solutions or three types of things you can do for Valentine's Day. And I'm going to give them to you so that you guys can use these to be successful in a pinch for Valentine's Day, they're thoughtful, and they show her that you have applied some significant effort. The first one is the easiest one. You don't have reservations uh, at a restaurant. You don't have time to make reservations at a restaurant, and you don't even want to go out and be bothered with it because it's so busy. So what you do is you just stay at home. Yeah, stay at home, and you cook a meal at home. What you do is figure out what she loves to eat. You should know this by now if you've been dating her for any amount of time or if you've been married to her for any amount of time and you go and actually make that particular dish. You should go and get some candles. You can get candles from the dollar store. You can go to Walmart and get cheap candles, but get you plenty of candles and make a nice candle lit dinner. Depending on what your budget is, I would go as far as telling you to buy some white, white plates. Not the disposable plates, not plastic plates, but actual ceramic plates. You can get these from Walmart Walmart as well, and they're going to be really affordable. So buy buy some nice dinnerware. Uh, If you want to go as far as buying nice forks and nice knives, you can. just depends on what your budget is. But I would at least go and buy a nice set of plates and cook her favorite meal. Light some candles, buy a bottle of wine. And or whatever her particular drink of choice is. And you guys can have a wonderful stay-at-home candlelight dinner. Now, uh, you, you say to yourselves, well, I have children. We have a busy week. What can we do? This is where you become even more creative or go through more effort. You can even have the children cater to her. So instead of it being a romantic dinner for two, make it a pampering session for her by you know, cooking the meal, having the, the candles lit, and having the kids help serve the food 
and bring the food out. If you have small kids where they can't help you participate and prepare for Valentine's Day and, and work during Valentine's Day, then you probably want to go get a babysitter and use that evening to spend time letting your wife know, letting your significant other know that you appreciate them. And I guarantee you're not going to miss. So you say, Jameson, hey, I can't cook. What do you have for me to do? I like the idea of a, of a candlelit dinner, but I can't cook. Well, I've got a solution for you as well. You can go to Publix, and Publix has apron recipes. They actually have a department in Publix called Aprons, and they have aprons recipes. And you can get a recipe card for a number of different dishes that you can prepare at home that are pretty easy and straightforward. And you can even go onto their website at Publix.com and go under apron recipes and you'll be able to see all the different recipes and dishes that you can prepare. And you can even print the recipes out and they'll tell you exactly what's on the shopping list, what you need and how much of it you need. And you can go and buy the ingredients and cook the dinner at home using aprons. Now they even probably have, I'm pretty sure you can probably find demonstrations of these recipes online. And usually if the store has a significant section Uh, They'll actually have someone demoing their aprons recipe for you. And I'm sure every holiday they have this go on. So you can go and sit there and actually watch this person prepare the food and ask questions about the dish if you want to cook. Now, you say, okay, well, hey, I still am not sure I want to do this, uh, you know, from scratch. So spend some time on YouTube and look at some different recipes on YouTube. There's some different uh, simple recipes that you can do. Pinterest is another good website, Pinterest. So you can use Pinterest to find out how you can set the table up and and how you can set the actual dinner up to make it awesome. So that's if you can cook. If you have some proficiency in the kitchen, then man, make a nice candlelit dinner, focusing in on her and showing her that you thought enough about her to cook for her and you set it up, all this up, elaborate thing up for Valentine's Day. Um, I would even go so far as to try and surprise her with it by beating her home if you can and actually setting up the dinner table and lighting the candles. Now, let's say you can't cook, but you still want to stay at home and serve a good meal. Well, Publix can help you with that too. If you go through the deli section at Publix and also through the meat section at Publix, you'll find prepared food already pre-portioned, already mixed up, and they'll give you some simple heat up, easy directions so that you can bring the food up to temperature and then you can serve that food as if you stayed in the kitchen and labored and slaved for it. Uh, If you're in a larger city and you want to do the same thing, you can do that at Whole Foods as well. Whole Foods has an assortment, a huge assortment of prepared foods. You can get the, you know, the protein, you can get the side dishes, you can get different salads, you can get different desserts, uh, you can get different accompaniments, different uh, pastries, you know, just whatever you want to do. You can get a complete meal from, from Whole Foods already prepared that's already been seasoned and cooked. And literally all you have to do is follow the warming up directions and essentially nuke it in the microwave if you want to or heat it up in the oven and you're going to have a wonderful meal still shows effort still shows intentionality still shows that you took time to set up the meal for her all right so let's say you don't want to cook you don't even bother with that well there's always gift giving that's my second option i'm going to give you right you've got gift giving you can do gift giving um gift giving however is where 
it's an easier gesture because you just go and buy what you want. So you have to make sure that you're willing to go in and buy exactly what she wants. Uh, I suggest making sure that you have the budget for that. That's a more expensive solution. But, you know, with all things that you trade time for, uh, usually that's where the expense comes in at. So figure out what she wants. Listen to her and remember and replay those conversations of her wish list and actually give her a gift that she wants. Now, giving her a gift that she's been talking about for the last couple of weeks or couple of months or maybe even the past year, that's not really that much effort. It may be effort for you to, have, to save the money and put the money together. But what I would suggest is that you give, in addition to the gift that she wants that you have to go to the store and buy, actually take the time to make her a gift. And these are really thoughtful ways of showing her that you love her and that you care about her. Uh, and these, you know, these obviously work as, for guys as well, but I'm, I'm speaking purely about women in this situation here, uh, men treating women nicely. So what you want to do is remember some inside joke that you and her share. And you can take that inside joke and turn it into an actual gift. I'll give you an example of one that I gave very recently. Um, I had someone who's celebrating a birthday um, fairly recently, and um, we went out, had brunch, and at the end of brunch, I gave her a small gift, an acrylic picture frame that had one of her pictures in it. And on the backside of the picture frame, because it's acrylic, so you can see all the way through it on both sides, I put a emoji that I typically use when I'm flirting with her on her pictures. So I took the emoji and I put it on the back of the picture. And I, then I got her picture from her Facebook profile inside of the picture frame. So now you've got on one side her picture. So she knows it's a picture frame. And I explained to her that's a picture frame. But when she flips it over on the other side, she sees a picture of the emoji that I always use when I'm flirting with her. So time she saw it, she bursts out, goes, she bursts out laughing uh, she, she just, you know, just loves it. You can see it all over her face. And she really, she thought it was a perfect, you know, thoughtful gift. The gift wasn't terribly expensive. The, uh, the acrylic picture frames really weren't that expensive. It was the thought. It was the inside joke. And that is how you give a quality gift for somebody. Um, there's other little things that you can do too, depending on what she likes. Um, you know, so you just have to really know her, take the time, play it back in your head Think about some things you've said to her, some inside jokes you guys have, and do something cute instead of just something expensive, and I guarantee you it'll still land just as well. So I like to pair the two up. I think you should probably get her something that she wants on her wish list if you, if you waited to the last minute, but then also do something thoughtful and funny, and I guarantee you that both will be received really well. All right, so lastly, you're going to try and go out and get something to eat. You've managed to find a place that will actually seat you and, and let you guys come and eat there. One of the things you got to remember about Valentine's Day is that it's the busiest time of the year for restaurants. Uh, people uh, will actually, you know, go out to eat probably more frequently on Valentine's Day than any other day of the year. And restaurants know this. So if you haven't already and you're still trying to go out to eat, Start making the phone calls 
and see if you can find a place that will give you a reservation. Uh, if you don't get the reservation, then you're going to have a hard time getting into that restaurant on Valentine's Day. Also, maybe do some things off the beaten path. So, um, for instance, maybe there's a hibachi spot that you guys would enjoy going to. And you only go on the weekends, but you're going to make the time to go out to eat during the week because it's Valentine's Day. That's a good idea. Go to a spot that you guys normally would go to on a weekend, but go during the week. Um, Also, pick some other spots that you may want to just try out for the first time. Now, that can be a little bit hit or miss because you don't know the restaurant, but that's where you can use reviews like on Small Bites, hashtag Small Bites, and you can also use uh, reviews on Google, Yelp, word of mouth, find a couple places that you might want to try and make some suggestions and say, hey, this is where I'm, I'm going to take you. And you, But the key piece is you got to make sure they'll, they'll seat you and give you a reservation. Now, when you go out, like I said, you got to expect to be um, crowded um, with a lot more people around you than normal. But also, there's going to be a menu change, typically. Uh, depending on where you go, they'll have a holiday menu. The menu uh, will be an optimized menu so that the kitchen can turn the food out faster. Uh, they'll call it a special and all this other stuff and a Valentine's Day special, which, you know, that's just marketing. That's just a game that they play in the restaurants so that they can get the food out faster. What I would suggest you do is look at the menu uh, that they have typically on the website. Uh, you go on the lower line, take a look at the menu, see what you would normally want to eat, and then probably try to find the thing closest to that on that menu if you go with that Valentine's day special menu, uh, but also ask, can you order something else? And they don't typically want you ordering something else. So that's why they always recommend to you the specials, but order something else and then ask what, you know, is the best thing that they have at the restaurant that you love, that, you know, that they love and that the waiter or the waitress would prefer to eat. And that'll help you kind of navigate the menu. And like I said, if you have a chance to listen to Small Bites on Culture and Conversations, and I may help you figure out some restaurants, especially if you're in the Atlanta metro area. So, yeah, guys, that is my Valentine's Day survival guide. And because I have to, you know, give you guys a little bit more value, I've actually got a conversation that I recorded with an upcoming guest. Her name is Noelle, and she is going to talk about her dating experiences, her expectations for Valentine's Day. And me and her have a fairly short and frank conversation about Valentine's Day, which I really enjoyed. Uh, she's a great person. I can't wait for you guys to hear her full interview as she talks about Afro Swimmers, her organization that she started, which encourages people of color, African-Americans, to swim and to enjoy aquatic sports. So until you guys hear that interview, up next is Noelle talking about Valentine's Day and dating and just giving her perspective. So I hope you guys have enough information to make a great choice for Valentine's Day. And also hang around and listen to this episode, a little bit of, I guess, small talk in the middle of small bites. And uh, you guys have a wonderful week and have a wonderful Valentine's Day. So cool, cool, cool. All right, so let me ask you about this. So one of the things you mentioned about, and uh, let me reset us a little bit here. So, hey, guys, I have on the phone still Noelle Singleton, and Noelle and I are going to have a conversation, a fairly brief conversation, because she's already been on the phone for an hour with me. And uh, we're going to try to get another 15 minutes in here, maybe, of content. But if I'm worthy, it may go a little bit longer. But I'm only going to try to keep you and Noel for another 15 minutes or so. Um, 
And we were, we, I had a question for Noel. So you talked about your hair, your afro, and I've done a show with my friend Gloria Gooseby, who um, was on the show talking about her hair and how it fit into her life and, and what decisions led her to going natural, as they would say. And uh, mm-hmm. we also talked about, we also spent time talking about the movie that came out on Netflix, Napoli Ever After. And, uh, yeah. And so I kind of wanted to talk to you briefly cause I'm doing a whole series of shows around dating and, and, uh, relationships and Valentine's day stuff because we're headed into Valentine's day season. So I want to get some more content created around that. So tell me about dating with a fro. <laughs> How has that been? Um, it has been interesting. Um, number one, do not touch my hair without my permission. Don't touch my body without my permission, but (laughs) definitely don't touch my hair. Um, always ask. And the thing is, sometimes I say yes, especially with little kids or my swimmers, they touch me all the time. Um, my niece, I ask her, I said, you know, what type of hair does auntie have? And she goes, broccoli. Cause when I wear it in a poof, it looks like broccoli, like a head of broccoli. (laughs) Um, uh, but it, it's empowering because I've had people like pay for my food. I've had people stop what they're doing where I literally wasn't even next to them and just went out their way to come and tell me how beautiful my hair is and don't ever change it. And how, you know, I remind them of a time back when people were this, this, and this. And I've, I've, I've had a lot of positivity and especially from white men, white men love my hair. I get more compliments from white men than I've had from black men about my natural hair, believe it or not. But what it all boils down to is there's a movement behind natural hair. So people, I get a lot of preconceived notions as well. I get a lot of assumptions. Uh, People assume that I'm vegan. Uh, For the record, this is Noelle Singleton, coach with the Fro, founder of Afro Swimmers, and I am not vegan. I love (laughs) veganism. I think it's beautiful. But I eat things with parents. I like my chicken how I like my men. All right? Dark and well done. Thank you. Um, I, I eat steak. I eat goat meat. You know, I am down for the cause. If God made it and it, and it can be cooked, I'll eat it. Okay? Um, what else? Uh, dating. Mm, people who they see you and because of what they think a natural woman is, they project their perceptions and views onto you and if you don't agree they get upset oh well sister you know um i noticed you know you got that crown on your head um you know (laughs) you out here uh i I hope you don't wear you know put all that stuff on your face and, and 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 all that fake stuff on your nails uh actually sir i don't have makeup on because i actually just left the gym and i believe in healthy skin routine but I can slay with or without makeup, and I'll do so as I please. And if you don't like it, I would appreciate if you would keep your negativity and your comments to yourself because I'm not here for you. Yeah. Let Good me, day. Let me, let me speak to that. So one of the things I, we have got to stop doing, guys, is trying to tell women how to do anything with themselves when it comes to their, their beauty and, and their adornments. Uh, say know, that again, please. We, say, we, say it again. Repeat. We got to I'm, I'm, I'm going to definitely give it that smoke. That you're asking me for. I'm actually smoking pork chops right now for the men's ministry at the church. <laughs> you know what? Amen to the church. Uh-huh. And amen to 
to the pork chops that came from a good Christian home that dedicated their bodies to the nourishment of your belly. That's Amen. It. That's it. I am grateful for them ribs, okay? Look, I have to, I have to let people know. Put some sriracha-based barbecue sauce. I might can make that happen. Uh, all right. Look, I eat bacon. Look, <laughs> I eat. I eat. Okay. Look, I eat. Look, let's let's look. I have a. I, let's, look, we need to stop talking about what you what you eat because it's just bringing this like one tear down my eye, like it's running down my cheek right now. Uh, and I, I'm like, look, I need to learn how to swim and I might have to give you like barbecue in order to like, you know, barter in exchange here on how to swim versus, you know, so, but, uh, I, I, I I'm open to discuss <laughs> the negotiation. Yeah. But like, look, this look, barbecue we'll, we'll swim for food. <laughs> yes. We'll swim for food. I'm like, look, this barbecue is amazing, Jameson, but, uh, you're going to have to pay me actual money to, to, to come and uh, yeah. teach you how to swim, which hey, yeah. man, nothing wrong with that. But uh, but fellas, yeah, out there in in uh, podcast lane who are listening to this, please stop telling women what to do with their beauty and their adornments. You know, at the end of the day, you know, people are not here for our menagerie of consumption in terms of what we think women should and shouldn't look like. If a woman wants to wear her hair natural, rock on, sister. If you want to wear weave, rock on. If you want to perm, rock on. Do whatever you want to do with your hair, because at the end of the day. Uh, you know, I love beautiful women in all their maturations. And, um, is that, is that the right word? Maturations. I love beautiful women in all their ways. (laughs) So, um, I just, uh, yeah, I just think sometimes you got to tell guys that cause you know, like, Oh, I don't like her cause her skin tones is this or her hair is this way. And she's got, you know, no makeup. She's got makeup. Uh, cause, um, yeah, all of that, all of that doesn't come with you to bed when you go to sleep next to her, and she doesn't wake up with all of that on. And truth be told, if a woman wore a whole bunch of makeup to bed with me, uh, I mean, in the sense of us in, in our day to day lives, I kind of look at raising an eyebrow at her, like, "Why are you wearing makeup when no neither of us can see it?" You know, but that that would I still wouldn't say it. I well, would just, well, that, you know, that's actually unhealthy. I, I think uh, if you have an esthetician, which if you don't, you should definitely get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Any and, and a professional makeup artist will tell you, take your makeup off before you go to bed. You don't want that stuff sitting on your skin and your pores. It has a, a wear time. So that that's not normal. Yeah. Is it possible? Yes. Have have some of us who've been busy falling asleep before and forgot to take our eyeshadow off or our lashes were still on? Yeah, it happens. But is that a normal thing? That's not that's not a routine thing that you go to sleep with makeup on. No. It's normally for the day. But more importantly, under, makeup is not bad. Makeup is not the devil. No. Nails are not the devil. Um, it, all these enhancements can only accentuate what's already there. That means you have to already be beautiful to be more beautiful. You don't do something just to be beautiful. And I tell my swimmers that all the time. You know, I love makeup. I'm actually pretty efficient at it. I've mm-hmm. had great coaches. Um and, uh, you know, being a pageant queen and, and my participation in the Miss America organization is black and gold, I learned a lot about how to present myself and how the different ways I can present myself to the, word, to the world. But understand this, ultimately the most important presentation that I make is the presentation that I make to myself, mm-hmm. not to your homeboy, not to the TV screen, <laughs> not to uh, the down brother who's woke and wants, you know, Shout out to all the queens. I, my, pre, my ultimate presentation is to Noel. I have to be happy with what I see in the mirror. And you know what? A lot of people, I would love to tell you this. Let me tell you how I, how I became natural, uh, like the Afro. 
after my spinal surgery, I cut all my hair off because I couldn't hold my hands up for a long time. Mm. So I just cut it off. I chose between convenience and my health. And I cut it off. Nice. And, and as it started to grow back, I just never, I just, I just let it grow back naturally slowly and another frustration that i get jameson is when people assume when they see how big and full and thick my hair is they assume that my hair is hard to manage Ooh, girl they make comments like girl i don't i don't know what you do with all of that i i don't think i can handle that well actually ma'am sir <laughs> it's the easiest thing i've ever experienced in my life it took me five minutes to do my hair this morning See. And then there's the assumption that um, it, there's the assumption that natural girls don't brush their hair. I detangle my hair daily, daily, and I can do it in the shower or out the shower. It's all about having the right products, the right tools, and understanding how to manage and style your hair type and your texture. And when you do that, it's not stressful. So we could talk about this all day. I, I'm yeah. really glad that you did bring it up. It's a, <laughs> it's it's a. I, I don't regret going natural. Um, I will never put another perm in my head. Um, and I love the versatility and the diversity in which I can wear my hair. I can wear my hair however I want, when I want, and it's healthy. I can straighten my hair tonight, be in the pool again tomorrow, and have cornrows the next day, and I can do it all myself. No and, questions asked. And, and I'll tell the guys this. The most – the most uh, – I guess the most, the best state that a woman can be in is happy, you know, and, you know, Ooh, that's, that's good. You know, yes. you don't have to, you know, if she's not happy, I don't care how she looks. If she has a, if she has a nasty soul, I don't care how she looks, you know, um, you know, exactly. and, you know, and, 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 the, and the thing is being a visual creature, looking at the outward of a outward appearance of a person that only gives you part of the story. What gives you the real story is who who's there what is the, what is in their soul and like you said if you're happy with who who you are Noel then who in the hell am I to come along and try to make a statement about you that would change that you know um, say that you gotta say that in the in, in your black pants who are you okay you got I mean the power that panther is in you there will be a challenge today that's it that's it they, that, there you will do. be a challenge let okay me, let me see if I speak you, what kind who are you. Yeah. yeah. Who are you to come along and try to change her emotions about herself? There we go. That's pretty good. Pretty good on the spot. Uh, it wasn't as good as mine, but uh, I, no, I, we'll, look, we'll take it for now. Look, I ain't been to Wakanda in a long time, so um, I've lost some of my accent. How about that? Oh, man, I just left. You got to get on board. Look, Noel, we all can't be super people like you. Um, we can't be a you know superwoman like you who's got a banging fro, uh, you know, raising hell on social media, and teaching people how to swim and breaking out of generational curses of fear. We can't do it all. I'm just, I just hope my, I just hope my pork chops haven't burned up out here in this grill. That's what I'm hoping for. So please don't burn to me. But uh, let me ask this last piece because we're talking about dating and all of this good stuff. So, you know, as you see your as you see your relationships um, in your life and your experiences with your your dating life, have you felt more liberated with your hair in that in that context, or do you feel like there's still a lot of uh, maneuvering you have to deal with with people because in in particular guys who look at you and say, Oh, well you have natural hair. How is that? How has that mix of your life been? Um, I attract people just because of my hair, like men who like natural hair. 
they don't even know anything about my, me or my lifestyle. They'll just, you pull in so much. Um, I think that, well, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, when dating, it's not that I want to change myself or change my hair to meet some fantasy that you have. Ultimately, I'm looking for someone who will allow me to be who I am with them and to validate that and respect it and to push me to be even better. That's what I'm looking for. You know, my, my, overall, my overall hair and how I wear it reflects how I feel. Mm. There are days where I feel big and I'll stretch it out and I'm just feeling bold. And there's other days where I know I have a lot to do and uh, I'll corn roll it back just to pull it back because I, I want to see my face. Um, how I wear my hair really does affect my, my self-esteem and is a reflection of how I feel about me. And I know that when I walk into a room, I am easy to identify, whether it's because of my beauty or my hair or my complexion or my smile. I know you see me, whether you're attracted to me or not. But what I find is that it's not that I want to alter who I am for someone else, and it's not that I feel pressure to wear my hair straight to gain, gain attention. Um, the, in our actuality, the, 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 the pressure that I get comes from the assumptions where people think they think that they know me because of, of social media or they think that they know me because of, you know, how I'm dressed or how I carry myself. Oh, well, you look like you, you know, do this, this, and this. Well, actually, you know, I might do some of those things, but ask me, you know, ask me how my day was. Ask me the most powerful quote that I heard today. Ask me how you can make my day better if you're really trying to be a part of my day, you know, and mm -hmm. none of those things have anything to do with my hair. You can, you can appreciate the beauty, but understand the source. And that's what I'm struggling to see from a lot of men is they're so visual that they're caught up in the visual and they, they can't hold a conversation or they're throwing in the stick. Well, sister, do you, do you know how to submit? Oh my God. That question. You don't want this smoke, sir. You don't want this because I believe in equal partnership. Okay. Okay. If you really want to go there, but that's a whole nother podcast. So when they pull that stuff, and I'm like, okay, well, can you, you building houses out here? Can you, can you fix my transmission? What you, what are you bringing to the table? So this is a, whoa, whoa, whoa. This, I, is, this is a good topic that yeah, we need I'm, to, we need to come back and revisit. Cause I think we could do some compelling radio with that. I think so too. We need to break down these stereotypes. We need to remove generalizations from your vocabulary. Stop judging an entire group of people based off of one or two experiences that you had with one person who you probably chose and you shouldn't have, you know, and, and give, if you really, if you're going to be open to meeting someone new, then get to know who that person is in front of you and stop holding me to a standard of a ghost from your past or a figure from your future that doesn't even exist yet. Yeah, I will say this about uh, submission. Uh, I do believe in submission, but I believe in it not in the sense of, oh, women are supposed to just drag their feet behind me and I point the way. But at the end of the day, I believe that women are the most influential people that God created for us as men to have in our lives. And influence is powerful. Influence is not something that 
precludes you from leading and helping to set the course of a relationship. Influence is actually the thing uh, I would describe as the propulsion behind the ship as you try to be the rudder, right? The, the, you know, that's my best on the spot analogy for that. You know, so somebody's got to steer, but somebody's got to push. And women have a great way of pushing men and uh, helping men understand that this is what we need to do. And that isn't that isn't that isn't necessarily the same thing as pointing the way. But man, I find that every woman who has been successful in 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 finding love and and also being loved, uh, she is very influential in her relationships. Um, so she, she's never a back, she's never a second tier citizen in the relationship. So, but that's a, like you said, that's a conversation for another day. So, um, right. I, I, uh, mm, I, I define submission as a form of love. It's a form of respect. And, you know, people love to talk about that scripture, you know, that refers to wives submitting mm-hmm. to their husbands. But it also says, husbands, submit to your wives. It's mutual. And so yeah. it's, a mutual, it's mutual. I respect you. I honor you. I listen to you. You respect me. You honor me. You listen to me. And if that reverence is happening on both ends of the spectrum, you have no choice but to create something that is healthy, that is strong, that is divine, that is beautiful. And that is something that I want to submit to. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't need a, I don't need a boss. I'm the boss of me. But what I do... What want people to understand is that a marriage, you know, when you you talked about you know leading and pushing, those roles can sometimes switch in a to. relationship. You don't know what life is going to throw at you. You could marry a man and he's strong and healthy, and God forbid something happen where he needs you to do things for him that he can't do for himself anymore. So is he no longer your husband? Is he no longer the head of the household or however you want to call it? Sometimes those roles change. So you want to be careful when you label people based on their gender, on their roles, instead of just loving people for their strengths and their weaknesses. If your husband's good at cooking, let your husband cook. If your wife is a certified CPA and has a degree in finance, why would you not let her handle the money? Yeah. That's not even wisdom. No, so it's no. about strengths and weaknesses, not about because I'm a woman, I have to do this. And because I'm a man, I have to do this. No, it's, Partnership. It's, Love. Uh, respect. No, you're so right. It's, you know, um, I guess to sum all that up as I get ready to let you go, Noel, is that, you know, um, I got one more question to ask you. It's a quick question, but. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. It's, uh, but, you know, to sum all that up, it's just, the way I look at it is when we talk, we're talking about in the biblical context. So, you know, God said he made, he looked at Adam and there was no suitable helper there for him, right? And, you know, so we got to understand that help implies that you have a deficiency, that you have an inability, you have a lack of effectiveness in an area of your life. And that doesn't, that doesn't conform to like some gender norm that we typically or stereotypically think of. It could be, like you said, it could be that she is the best at, at the, at the, at the finances, or she is the best at, um, you know, whatever aspect of the household and the dynamic that the day-to-day life. And you just got to understand that as a guy say, Hey, look, this is what I need you to do because you're great at it, you know, and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to try and make people conform to or limit their shine in certain areas because it makes you more comfortable. The the best leaders Mm. are the ones who let their people shine and they just reap the benefit of it, you know? So. Yes. Amen, sir. Amen. So, 
let me see, Noel. Let me ask you this: since we're talking about Valentine's Day, this is my last question, and and, and you 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 brought up your hair and all this stuff. What is a good hairstyle as you would see it for yourself for Valentine's Day with your natural hair? How would you rock your hair for Valentine's Day? Well, that's easy. It depends on my outfit. Okay, okay. Let's say let me give you more, let me give you a better context. Uh, I hate to be so cliche because okay. you know, but that's. Uh, but let's say you're going out to dinner at a nice restaurant. You're trying a new spot in town. It's trendy. It's hip. What are you doing in terms of your of your hair and all that stuff? Uh, to be honest, Jameson, I I would wear my hair. I wear my fro. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, I would definitely do like a strong popping red lip, a sexy smoky eye. Okay. Um, maybe some heart earrings, and I would um. I might do a poof where I pull my hair up into a puff, almost like a crown, and wear it on top. Ooh, the crown. There you go. Okay. I would wear my crown for Valentine's Day to nice. let all these people know that I love myself every day. <laughs> That's cool. That's a- cool. A- a- acknowledge. Yep, I would wear the crown. And so I would pull my afro up into a, almost like a, a, a bun or use a cloth to wrap around my head and pull it into a single poof. And then maybe just do some type of uh, hair jewelry to wrap around it, and I would I would go out here and slay. Nice, nice. Is slay there, for the community. You got to do it for the. You got to do it for the community. You got to slay for the <laughs> Afro swimmers. You got to slay for the gram. You know, that's it. So yeah, Noel, I. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. Obviously, I can't thank you enough for you making making accommodations for me and my audience. And I really appreciate you being a part of Culture and Conversations. I definitely feel the culture, and this was a great conversation. And thank you for um, creating this platform for people to share their perspectives and control their narrative. It's awesome, and I wish you all the best. Hey guys, thank you for listening to that episode of Small Bites. If you'd like to interact with the show on Facebook, you can do so. Culture and Conversations is the Facebook page. Culture and Conversations podcast is the group that is linked to the Facebook page. Join both. Also on Instagram, Culture and Conversations is the Instagram page. And if you want to send me an email, Culture and Conversations at gmail.com. Remember guys, life is best enjoyed one bite at a time. Peace.